Hello, 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 hello. This is Britt, your podcast host with Truth Be Told Podcast. This is episode number 15 with Miss Omatala the Great. How are you doing today, Omatala? I'm doing great. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) So today I wanted to um, go into number 15's topic episode. It is called, Why Am I So Lonely? Um, Before we get into that topic, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what you're doing as far as entrepreneurship and everything else you have going on. Guys, Omatala is awesome. She has a nonprofit organization going on, and I just want her to share that information with you guys before we get started. Absolutely. So like she said, I'm Omotala the Great. So I'm a professor at the university. So I teach in the Department of Social Work. That's what I have all my three degrees in, my master's, my PhD, and my bachelor's. Then also, I also have a nonprofit I started in 2012 called Jumpstart Dream Academy, where we work with young people in Nigeria and across like all over the world now, thanks to the pandemic, right? And we're able to definitely... Um, our goal is to break barriers that stand in the way of their progress and ignite possibility in them. We believe that anybody's background does not equal their future. That just because they were born at a certain location or in a certain family that has never gone to school does not mean that that has to be all their life has to be about. They can decide for themselves and choose a new path if that is their choice and to go forward. And so we support them in doing that. Also, I have a that I call the funding magnet. And so this is where I help other people who want to do good, other champions, other change makers who either want to start a project or a program or start their own nonprofit to help their community, to help a particular population. I know what it felt like to be to start my own from scratch and having no support and having to learn just by myself. And so I want to be there to support and aid as many people to really be able to do the difference, to to live out their purpose, to live out their passion in helping people. And I honestly believe that you don't have to go broke to make a difference. And that as a nonprofit owner, you can make a living while you're making a difference as well. So it doesn't have to be either or that, oh, because I'm trying to do good, then I must be poor. I don't believe in that. You can have both and still be a good person and still change life and transform community for good. I love that, Omatala. Like, you are just amazing. You're doing some amazing things. You are serving and using your purpose that God has gave for you to give back to others. I'm sure people that are here in the United States and that are in Nigeria and just trying to get through the pandemic are very appreciative of what you are doing. A lot of us, like me, I don't know as much going on. Um, in different areas. I know everything right now with Ukraine and the government, it's just scary. We don't know exactly where we're going to be. And I just want to commend you on serving in your purpose. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you too for serving your purpose. One of your purpose, which is here, providing this outlet and letting people to learn more about different topics that can help them to move their life forward. You guys have helped me and it's glad and I'm so thankful for the book club with Sean Croxton. I am so grateful that I have met a lot of you like-minded people that are just trying to figure it out and figure out what we can do to be better people and do the thing. So 
today's topic is why am I so lonely? And the reason I picked that topic on Matala was because I've been talking about relationships. What we in the last two episodes was pretty much a guy and a girl version of what a woman needs from a man and what a man needs from a woman. Uh, right before that episode, I also talked about living out your biggest dreams. Um, and what thing that I'm learning from everything that I'm talking about is that fear plays a role in everything that we do. Um, it definitely does. It can be good and it can be bad. I think it's just us being self-aware of that fear and learning to deal with the fear. And when it comes, being aware of what it actually is, because sometimes it's not that. It's just that's what you interpret it to be because of what you've been through. And that's the reason why I picked this topic is because, okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and go all out. So I went to a party. And I didn't enjoy the party. I got all glammed up. I thought that I was going to have fun. Got my nails done. You know how we do on Matala. We got to make sure that mm-hmm. everything is together. Representing. <laughs> yeah. Before we step out. But when I left the party, I felt so drained. Like I didn't enjoy it. It was just, it, it wasn't nothing that... The party did because it was lit. I'm going to be honest with you. The DJ was jumping. The food actually was good. And the vibes, I mean, everybody had great personality. So it was nothing of that caliber. What I realized was that it was me. It was me that the internal Britney is lonely. And that's when I started actually peeling back layers of me and figuring out what actually what was going on in my brain. So if you could let us know what are some of those attachments that we have when we are feeling lonely, what are those called and what can, what do you think about those? Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. Like, you know, there like research and authors and experts have said that there are at least three types of attachments that people actually experience. So the first one is what they call secure attachment. attachment. This is where you feel secure in who you are you you it's not as if you don't need people but even if you need people it's more of you know that if the person let's say you have a friend like a best friend that you've not seen in like two months or three months and you don't feel like oh my god this person has rejected me or this person has abandoned me and so you know that okay life happens we all are at different seasons of our life so using your own example like you going to that party and even though everything was pumping and wonderful you still felt a bit alone right so that means that there's a there's something in your brain, there's a trigger going on to saying that, Brittany, you need to pay attention to yourself. At this season that you're in, some things are not matching up with where you are right now. And until you are able to really like feel that feeling, feel whatever it is, because a lot of us, we try to hide. We run away from ourselves. And so we think that the crowd and being with people and networking, that's going to really feel those empty spots that we have in our heart. But they don't do that. And so you still have to be able to sit with yourself to say, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? What is triggering this kind of feelings for me or this thought for me in that regard? And a lot of people, they don't want to do that. They rather drawn in the noise. Either like think about it every day. There's TV going on. We are on social media, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, watching reels and all of that. So we don't even take the time to quiet the noise and mm-hmm. feel 
ourselves and really understand that what am I doing today? How am I feeling? How am I doing? Because people ask you, how are you doing? But nobody asks you, how are you feeling? And most of the time, is our feeling. It's from our feeling that leads to our action. Is our feeling that leads to what we choose to do or not do in that situation. And so if we don't take that time, and one of the quotes that I like is, like is that, like it says that you don't, you cannot feel from, you cannot pour out from an empty cup. So if you don't feel yourself, if you don't feel secure in who you are, what you're supposed to do, what your life is about, what your mission or your purpose is in this moment or this season of life, it doesn't matter if you're within a million people, you're going to feel alone because something is not connecting in your brain to your true self in that regard. And so one of the ways to do that is just to take the time to say, ask yourself that question. Why am I feeling this way? Look at what has happened in the past 24 hours or one week or one month of your life. Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't take the time to examine their life. They just go, 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 go. But we need to be first. Be. Right. We need to be in the present. We're never really in the present. And I think sometimes, Omatala, it's hard. It's really hard to figure out what is going on. Before I met you guys, I was going into all of these different inspirational books, but I didn't realize that the brain was so much, it was the reason why a lot of things were happening to me. I didn't, I wasn't those layers and I didn't understand why in certain relationships, I would pull back from those people because I felt a certain type of way. And I love everything that you're, you're saying as far as with secure attachment. Um, do you ever feel when you are talking about being secure, is it just in relationships or is it just all over as a person? I think it's a combination of both. So it's like first as a person, then in relationship. And I'll give you an example because I have a partner, my husband, right? And when we started our relationship, after four months of getting married, I had to leave Nigeria to come and study for my PhD here in the United States. And I was pregnant with our daughter then. So, and I didn't know anybody. I was coming to a new world where I didn't know anybody. I was going to a new city, a new state entirely. That was in 2016. But my husband was in Nigeria, right? He was a medical doctor. He couldn't leave. He only got, he only gets two weeks off every year as his vacation time. And so at that point, he wanted to still stay and continue because he was supposed to be a trauma surgeon. So he had like one or two years left. So we didn't think that it makes sense for us to, for him to quit his, on his path and then join me here. And so that was the situation. So of course, a lot of things came up, but one of the things that made us secure in our relationship, it was because we were secure in who we were, right? Because a lot of people came up, families and friends said, what if you cheat on each other? What if this happens? You know, people talk about when you're far away from each other, like it makes the heart go like fainter and things like that. But we knew who we were. We had to first establish the security in who we are. You know what? I just, I love my husband and I cherish him and all, but I don't need him to complete me. And he doesn't need me, need him, he doesn't need me to complete him. We can still be independent while still being codependent at the same time. And so first, we have to first settle that in ourselves that, you know what, I love you. Just because you're going to be away for God knows when does not mean that anything has changed. And then we now created different ways to which we can communicate to ensure that the bond continues to go strong and it doesn't go faint. And so I think you first have to establish who you are and understand where you're coming from, why you do the things you do, and then really, really understand where, like, of course, for instance, I'll give you another example because the second type of attachment that we've seen also is abundant attachment. And so I know that during some period of, of our relationship, my husband displayed that. So 
after moving here to the United States, we were in different time zones. I was more than seven hours behind him. So when he's waking up, maybe I'm about to sleep I'm or asleep. I'm in class, when he's sleeping and all of those kind of things. So we, and then for the first few months, we, we didn't figure out our schedule enough to <clears throat> own up to the time commitment that we said we we're going to meet and talk and chat and things like that. So he started creating some issues in our relationship. And so what did my husband do? He said, you know what, he was so afraid of his app being broken so it was like, you know what, if I don't talk to her, if I don't, then that's, so he, he, he withdrawn within himself and said, you know what, well, I'm afraid of my heart being broken. I'm afraid of this person, like, like maybe breaking my heart. And so because of that, he, he thought the best thing to do was not to even, like, if, if she calls, fine, I'm not going to bother, I'm not going to try. And so that is an avoidance attachment where you like, you really want the thing, you really want the person, but you're so afraid of losing the person that you don't stop doing the things that you need to do to actually strengthen the relationship and the bond in that regard as well. And so that is another form of attachment that you can see happen. When people are so afraid of losing something that they cherish so much, they do the opposite of what they should do because of right. that fear of like, I may fall or I may fail. Or what if they reject, what if they, 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 they say no to me and they say goodbye to me. And then the third kind of attachment that we see also is what they call, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> what they call the anxious attachment this is where like you're like you're so worried about being rejected of people saying no to you of people shutting you down that you don't even want to try you don't even want to because you're like what if i do this what if i get into this relationship and then in less than one month or two months the person says bye-bye i'm not interested again and then they leave me for somebody else and so when people see that kind of situation as well they become maybe they start acting out in a way that will even make the person and push the person away that they are trying to hold on to. And so, so those are the two types that are not on LD. But with the secure attachment, it takes time. Like you said, it's not going to happen overnight because a lot of us, we've been wired a certain way through yes. where we grew up, our environment, what we saw as pattern that were modeled to us by other people in our life. So for you to not think that one month, two months is going to make everything change, no, it's going to take time. It's going to take some work. You have to consciously choose to say, you know what? My brain wants to do this, but I'm going to retrain my brain to do the opposite of what I would normally do because of this fear of rejection or fear of abandonment or fear of loss in that kind of thing as well. Now, you're so right. It's funny because in learning to retrain my brain, I'm just learning how much stuff that I have learned from just genetics and culture and from past experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes for me, Omatala, is I live more in the anxious um, attachment side of it. And I'll tell you why, because every time me and my husband, like, for instance, I'm going to the mountains tomorrow. And it's funny because every time I'm about to leave, we always get into some type of argument. Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, we've been talking about this. I even asked you, did you care if I go? If you don't mm-hmm. want me to go, just say no, then we'll figure that out. And then I'm learning me and I'm also learning him as well. I'm learning because of what he's been through as far as with abandonment and rejection issues. It mm-hmm. brings out in our relationship sometimes of how he feels when it comes to attachments in our relationship. So it's Absolutely. crazy that you said all mm-hmm. of that. Um, yes. Yeah. And then and a, a solution that I always like to give to my clients or anyone I work with is to say, you know what, 
I want you to think of something like, you know, a lot of us like, we want the yes, yes, yes. But the truth about life is whether at work, at relationships, whatever it is, your studies, whatever you're doing, your business, you are going to get rejected. Just get used to it. Like think of everybody that's ever been successful. Think of Jeff, think of, um, of Amazon. Think of all these people that we know that we that, that created different kinds of breakthrough. Do you think they don't get nosed? They get rejected many, many times over and over again. And that is what all the experts are saying, that anyone that wants to live a life that is worth living, that is worth anything, you have to go through a season of rejection. You have to go through a season of getting no's and no's. So one of the things I teach my students and my clients is to say, I want you to like find out a time, like maybe in a month, in a week, and go and get 100 no's. Just get used to getting no's because... If you can like sort of desensitize your brain to this state of no state of rejection, then when it comes like you're welcoming it, you're like, you know what, bring it on. It's okay. <laughs> I accept the noise, right? But the thing is that you'll be small surprised that most people will give you the yes than the no. And so that's one of the ways that I was able to do that. I learned that in one of my psychology class when I was in college in 2012. And it has stayed with me and it's worked so well. It's like, you know what? whatever thing that you think you're fearing, maybe you're afraid of talking to your partner or your spouse or the person that you're in, like, talk to them, like, put it on the table that this is how I'm feeling. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I don't want you to try to, like, like help me. I just want to share with you that if you see my attitude changing or if you see me acting this way, this is what is going on in my head and I'm still trying to process it. And this, Because a lot of people, they don't want to be vulnerable. They are like, oh, I'm supposed to be the macho person. I'm supposed to be this natural. But a lot of us, if we are not truthful with these people that we love, that are close to us, then who else are we going to be truthful with? And so one of the ways to avoid this is to say, you know what? Like, and then now I like that you and your spouse, you've been able to figure out that this happened anytime you are, you're leaving and you're going somewhere. So maybe beyond just saying that I'm going, this is the day to say, let's talk about it. How are you feeling? I know that this always brings up a trigger of what has happened to you in the past, but I just want to reassure you that I am not leaving you. We are going to be here forever. I love you. I'm going to be gone for this particular day. You can reach me on the phone. You can text me, whatever you need, but know that I am going to be back. And so that reassurance is important. But a lot of us, we just think that they should know. They should understand. They should know. But you know, the way our brain works is so different. So yes, they should know, but that's not how the, the brain interprets it. So we need to give some reassurance, just to reaffirm to them that, you know what, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to us. I love the life we are building together and that we are like, we are going, we are in this for the long run. And I think that can help with, with those kind of anxious anxiety that we see and help the person feel at peace and feel like, okay, Thank you so much. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for understanding where I am in, in this situation. And um, we are going to be good as you go forward. I love how you took away every attachment and explained that to the audience, letting us know um, as far as the takeaways from this interview. Um, I definitely understand secure attachment, avoiding attachment, and anxious attachment. Now, um, I appreciate you even breaking it down for me because as you were talking, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I say these things going forward to my husband because to give him that reassurance that everything is going to be okay and that I'm coming back and I miss you just as much as you're missing me while we're going. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes time away, it, it gives you the clarity that you need to reflect on what you 
want and need as you're growing. Absolutely. I agree. Like for me to like every quarter, it is non-negotiable. And my husband and I, we used to fight over this <laughs> like before because it's like, I don't understand. Are you saying that our life together is frustrating you or something like 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 it used to be like but now it's over a year now and now it's the one that books my appointment and time for me and she told her when you need let's look at the schedule i'm i'm able to take the kids <laughs> we have two children on the five i'm able to take the kids and do you want three days do you want four days do you want a week but <laughs> to me for me to get one day the first time i ever brought it up it was a war <laughs> but true understanding like hearing his side of the story, hearing where he's coming from, and myself also telling that, you know what, for me to be a great mom, for me to be a great partner, for me to be great at anything, I need this quarterly time away. Just, I don't want to be anybody's mama. I don't want to be anybody's wife. I just want to be me. I just want to listen to myself. I just want to pour back into myself because for the past 90 days, I've just been answering to every other person, but for this time, I need it to be myself. And so, absolutely, just because you're going to be away does not mean that it's actually going to help you become stronger because more things will become clear. Like you said, Brittany, things will come to your awareness that in the noise, in the activity of the day-to-day -day normal life, you miss those things. But when you're alone, when you're by yourself, you're able to really be in tune with what is going on and help yourself. Another tip I would like to give to the listener is this also. If you're the kind of person that you know, you know what, you don't know how to communicate, communicate and do all the sweet words, write a note. Put it in corners of where the person can find it. Make it a surprise, like a discovery. One of the things I love to do for my husband is like, like when, when I have to be out. So I'll create like a list of notes and I'll do it like a scavenger of and say, I'll just text him and say, go to this place and check under this table or check under this thing. So I know it's fun. it takes some time, but honestly, it makes it fun. And it's like, wow, this person is still thinking about me or thought about me, even though they're away from me at the same time. And so it can just be a sweet love note that you write or a sweet I'm thinking of you or I love you or you're here with me or I miss you or whatever. So that even when you're away, that thing that you left behind, it's, it's something that they can hold on to as a symbol that this person is still here with me, even though they're not physically present as well. And so think about your spouse, your relationship. What is, the, what, is, what is their love language? Because that may be another way to see it. It's like, okay, what love language does this person speak? Do they need word of affirmation? Is that what is important? Do they need a gift? Do they need like service, helping them to do something that you're not supposed to do normally? Whatever it is, so figure it out. And, and, and then try as much as possible to create a unique experience for you and your spouse or you and your partner and help yourself to understand that together you are strong, but even individually, if you are going to be apart for a while, you're still strong as well. And so it helps you and it helps your relationship grow as well. Mama Tyler, you said everything. You are amazing. Everything that you're doing, keep doing it. Um, I appreciate just being in your presence and being able to know you and reach out to you. Um, you. I, I definitely, I look to you guys for reassurance and growth. And it has helped me and it's still helping me every week as I'm coming to the book club. But for those who are just starting on this journey, Omatala, and they don't know where to start or where to go, like young girls that are just figuring their self out, what can you say to those young women? Absolutely. So I'll say first and foremost is to define what you want. Like, what do you want for your life? Just because your life is 
a lot and disarranger or disorganize your location that you don't like whenever doesn't that it has to be your story it has to be your situation you can choose that it's okay this is what i want even if it's out, it feels out of reach right now you have a vision for your life and let that vision drive you that even in the midst of the chaos and whatever you're going through let the vision for your life so create a vision for yourself don't just leave the normal story, the stereotypic stories of what people expect of you just because you are this race, you're this color, you're this gender, you're this whatever. Choose for yourself to say, what do I want? Like you only have one life to lead. If you can do anything in the world, with that, don't worry about your present. What would you like to do? Who would you like to be? Where would you like to go? What would you like to accomplish? And make a list of that. Don't worry about the how. Just create those things first. Then the second step after doing this is to now say, you know what, who do I know or who have I seen, who do I admire that is doing something similar that might be two or three steps ahead of me, but they are doing it, they're striving, they may have the same similar story or not from you and look up those persons. Sometimes it can be through a book, it doesn't have to be one-on-one in-person kind of mentoring. You can get mentored through a book. Think of myself and Britney, we're in a book, book club, right? We are being mentored by this author. We may never meet these people in our life, but they're changing our life little by little every single day because we are investing in those books. And so if there's somebody that you appreciate, that you love, that is in the same career that you want to go into or the kind of lifestyle you want for yourself and your family or your own situation, look to them. Do they have a book? Do they have YouTube? Like there are so many videos online that are free right now in those areas. Look for those things. Don't wait until you find somebody that is physical that can come to you and do weekly or monthly mentorship with you. You don't have to. Look and see okay, who is doing what I'm trying to do. If you don't even know who is, Google and say people or famous people or experts in this area that you need. And then see whether there is a book or video or something that you can do and then go after it. And then also find the community around yourself. So the way I like to think of mentorship is like, yes, there is like the one that is like vertical, but there should be an horizontal one. So look for other people, your friends that also want to do something great with their life. They also want to aspire to be better. And so you know what? Let's put each other together. Let's encourage each other. It can be two or three or no more than 10 because when it's 10, it's too much to undo. And find the way, whether it's monthly, I have a friend every single week we text each other what are your goals what are your things and then i have another friend once a month we get together for an hour for two and just go over our month went what we struggled with what we was our win what was the things the things that we need to work on and things like that and i found that to help me because it can be lonely if you feel as if you're the only one you're the outlier in your family who want better we want to do better and so finding people that are horizontal, that you're at this, almost at the same level. Your situation might not be exactly the same thing, but they want to do different. They want to move higher. They want to go to the next step and just commit to each other every single week. Like right after this, in an hour's time, I'm, go- I'm, I'm meeting with my group of girls. Like it's like five to four of us every Wednesday, consistently at 11 a.m. Central Time. We meet together and just talk about life. And so these are the three things that went well last week. These are the three things that could have gone better. And these are the three things we are going to do better this coming week. And so we, we say it, we write it down, and then we come back every week and say, how did you do? What out, what worked, what did not work? And then just encourage each other as well. So you need to find your people as well. While you're looking for those mentors that you can look up to, find the people that are horizontal to you as well and use them and really be that community for each other and really cheer each other on on the journey. Thank you so much, Omatala. Dr. Omatala is the great. She has gave us some great takeaways for today. Remember guys, you do not have to be lonely. 
And when you are lonely, just be self-aware of why you are lonely. Um, before we sign out today, Ms. Omatala, can you tell us where we can find you at on social media? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at The Funding Magnet, at The Funding Magnet. Also on Facebook as well, at The Funding Magnet, you can find me. And then on YouTube, Omotala the Great. You can find me on those three platforms. Thank you so much. It was my Thanks pleasure speaking with you today with episode number 15. I am signing out, guys. Make sure you like, make sure you share, and make sure you subscribe to my channel. This is number 15, Why Am I So Lonely? Truth Be Told podcast. You guys have a great evening. Thank you. Bye, everyone.